Boom. Now now we are yeah. ready. We on now. We on live for real this Woo! <laughs> So who we, got? who we got? Let me get that again. I got to take a sip of that coffee. Today we got the best thing going in the art world today. You're talking to the nature boy, Art of Death, baby. Live on the Rolling Pin podcast. WWE, AEW, NXT, New Japan, everything in between. You're talking to the best host with the best podcast in the game right now, baby. Woo! You don't believe me? Look at my eyes. You're getting it from the Woo! Epic. Yo, that was sick, man. That was sick. Thank you. Thank you for saying that was the best podcast. I think I got one of the best artists in the community as well. Um, so I went ahead and brought Daniel on. Today. We'll call, should we call, are you Ricky Flair? Can we call you Ricky Flair? Yeah, you can call me. Yeah, you can call me Nature Boy Art of Death. Yeah, Nature, you got Nature Boy Art of Death. Just don't call me the worst. <laughs> yeah, we got we got the Nature Boy Art of Death on today, and I wanted to bring him on because um, um, I really like his artwork, but not only his artwork, but the way he actually styles himself to match the work that he does. As you can see, um, he's been he's been gold dust before. You see gold dust in the back. Oh, I was gonna show him gold dust. Oh yeah, there we go. He's been gold dust before. He's been you've been the Undertaker too, right? Uh. Not really, but I, I did do a little photo where you know I had the white eyes and everything. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I like I, I I can appreciate this. This is something that is new. This is something that I wouldn't do. This is something that, like, <laughs> this is something that a lot of artists aren't doing. That that is is uh it's, it's hot. I like it. I appreciate that. You know, for for me, I try to um I try to incorporate my personality in a lot of things. Um, you know, of course, some things they have a more serious tone and it doesn't call for, you know, character or, or to be funny or to be anything like that. But I, I grew up on Fresh Prince. So one of the one of the people that I looked up to a lot was Will Smith. You know, from getting girls to <laughs> how you interact with your boys to to just, you know, being a character or whatnot, right? So mm-hmm. Growing up with that influence, it kind of rubbed off on me. And then, you know, I'm I'm this free, expressive person that I am online today, even in my personal life. But like before social media and all this, mm-hmm. I'm, the, I'm just the same dude, man. So, I like that. you know, anybody will tell you that. Right. How long how, how long have you been paying for? Sorry? How long have you oh, been paying for art for? I've been doing it since stage of four. And um, there came a point where I stopped doing it because I was, uh, I was getting a lot of negative feedback in terms of people discouraging me telling me it's not um a career path you're not gonna go anywhere doing artwork there's no money in it so i stopped doing it for like seven years what age was that what, what age was that when so you started at four and then you met a wall yeah. of, of negative negative what age was that when you met that wall of negativity uh that would be around my early adult years so somewhere around 1920 Mm-hmm. somewhere around there yeah and then um yeah I, I got to a stage because i deal with depression and and anxiety and you know um, all the issues that come with that so i got to a point where i started to feel all of that again i like that so how do so being uh, and well i think looking at you right now uh, yeah. it looks like from my perception that you're overcoming that pretty well 
Um, so is wrestling so is wrestling art your primary focus or do you uh, paint a wide variety of, of things? I see a lot of wrestling art coming from you, but is that oh, yeah. like is wrestling the main component of what you do? Um, it's part of it. I mean, The Undertaker was the first piece that that I've done in terms of wrestling art of, of my adulthood. Is that yeah, right? so, can we bring that? Yeah. To the, can we bring that to the front? Yeah, let's take a look. Oh, actually, it's on the easel, so okay, my, all right, all right. my it will fall. But um, yeah, yeah. So um, I yeah, that see, was it looks dope from here. Like I can already tell. Like I mean, I see half of it, but it's pretty, pretty cool looking. Maybe I can move. Yeah, yeah. There we go. We in the studio, y'all. We in the art dev studio. Right. Nature boy. <laughs> so yeah. um, yeah, that was the first piece I've done. And people gravitated towards it, even people that weren't wrestling fans. So I was like, you know what? I, I want to do a few more characters. There's a lot of characters that you can work with. And I'm coming off of comic book art. So mm -hmm. I, I like the costumes. I like the elaborateness of things. So it's like, okay, boom. I need to do something outlandish. So that's how Goldust came into play. I like that. And then like I'm like, that. okay, what's, what's another big character? I was going to do Rey Mysterio. Uh, and um, Jeff Hardy, I was like, now nah, I need a follow-up to Undertaker. So boom, came, came about. So um, there's definitely more coming. Right now I'm in the thought process of doing a Bret Hart piece. Mm -hmm. And that's just because that's the dude that got me into wrestling. Bret Hart. And, yeah, Bret Hart. And also he plays for a home team. He's Canadian. Like I'm okay. Canadian. So okay. are you are you in Canada right now? Yeah, I'm in Toronto, Canada. Oh, shout out to Toronto. I didn't know, I didn't know where you were at. I want to say shout out to all the Canadians. Yeah. Uh, to Bret Hart and uh, the whole Hart Foundation. This is mine. This is the Stone Cold that I just did for 316. But awesome. I don't have I don't have any issues with my work. I'm just looking at your work, and I'm saying you use acrylic paint, and I use acrylic paint. But if I look at yours, yours like even this Undertaker piece. This Undertaker piece looks a little bit more refined and detailed. You know what I mean? And is it? I'm trying to figure out. Is it? Yeah. A using? I'm trying to figure out. Is it uh, paint? Or the brush because I'm using acrylic too, 100% acrylic. I'm trying to figure out, right? So, what technique? So, it's a combination of things, uh, yeah. So, it's a combination of things. Um, for me, I layer my work, right? So, if you check on my time last videos, it starts off looking nasty, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And then, as I build the layers up more and more, then you start to see the piece come together. So. Um, I always suggest building up the layers. Think of it almost like the human body. You start off with the skeleton, then you're going to get into the muscles, then you're going to get into the skin, then you're going to get into the fine details like the hair and, and you know, um, what stands out, the eyes, everything else like that. So um, part of it is technique. Um, the other part, then the other part of that too, that I tested out on, on this piece, Undertaker, I did something called glazing. Right, so yes, you'll see like the skin tone, but then you'll see like a purple hue over it, yeah. right? Which adds um, a bit of a three-dimensional look like going that. on. So how many layers do you usually incorporate in like I said, let's say Undertaker. How many how many times do you go over the same spot? Cause I see, I seen one video you were doing with the hair and it was like, it's already painted in, but it's looking like it's just going and over and over again. So, but how many times yeah. do you go over something like this until it becomes what you want it to be? So, so um, it really depends on the piece. 
But typically, I'll, I'll say about five layers. You know, when, when I hit that fifth layer, then I'm pretty much good. And I might do little touch-ups here and there. Do you wait for it to dry completely and then go over it, or is it more like a, um, or is it more like a, uh, while it's still kind of like damp, the paint? So, so with the dry, mm -hmm. and then I go with my next layer. You sorry? You say you let it dry all the way? Yeah, yeah. So acrylic paints, I let it dry all the way completely, all right. right? And then um, I go on my next layer. And that's just because of how acrylic paints work. With oil paints, I let it get a bit tacky sometimes, and then I'll go on my next layer. On my last two layers on oil paints, however, I let it dry completely, and then I, I, I lay those on. I haven't experimented with oil paint at all, for real. And um, I'm looking to do that uh, sometime this year. I wanted to start off with acrylic because, one, it was a little yeah. cheaper as I was experimenting. I want to jump in with the acrylic. So the oil painting, how much different is the oil paint from the acrylic, would you say, in your art perspective? Let me tell you something. It is significantly different down from how it looks, I, down I, to how you work with it, everything. See, Look, what but what you're doing is right, though. You're starting off with acrylic, you know, get a little bit comfortable, get your swag. Then now when you go over the oil paints, you're good. Okay. So okay. what you're doing, you're, you're on the right track. What what difference what what's the, would you say the major difference is between oil and acrylic as far as the technique goes? Like how much of a difference, or what is the difference? The major difference you think? So I'm not gonna get too technical, but I'm yeah, gonna yeah, stay yeah. on the look of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of the look of things, you can get it looking much more realistic with oil paint, mm -hmm. and that's just because of the the blending properties, right? Um, working with the acrylics, you probably know it dries fast as hell, man. Yeah, it does. So really trying to blend and everything. Yeah, so trying to blend and everything, like it's it's pretty difficult. Oil paints, you don't have that problem. Like you. it's everything just goes so smooth. How long did it take you to um, finish these? These two in the back. Like how long? Um, did it take? Undertaker took me about maybe two weeks. Okay. Um. Kane is a funny story. <laughs> Kane, I think I've I, I I seen you painting Kane too. Yeah, and but see, here's the thing with, with the Kane piece. I started it last year when this lockdown stuff first happened. And then I put it aside and I, I honestly forgot about it. I um, ended up moving at the new crib now, um, came across it again. I was like, man, let me finish this piece. So I can't really give a time frame on that because. Mm. <laughs> It was just kind of in the wind, but um, even Goldust, Goldust, Goldust took me about two, three weeks, and that's just because I applied a different technique with um, the diamond dust on there. Yeah, I like the hair. One thing I was, one thing I was intrigued by with that gold dust painting is the hair, because um, it's very detailed as far as I can see each individual hair, and it separates itself from the forehead to the actual top of his head. Right. And this is a question for me personally, because I'm end up having to do something like this. What, I guess, how did you, I'm looking at it, like I can't only, I can see it. How, um, yeah, there we go. How, I guess when you got, to, did you do all one yellow and then you went back and then you kind of used the black for the hair or like, what do you do for the hair? Cause the hair don't look like it's completely black. Those little spikes in the middle. Right, well, Here's a here's a here's another um, 
a tip and trick for you that you yeah. can incorporate. Gems. This is what a lot of artists don't consider. You, you drop the gems. When you're, doing, when you're doing your portraits, any type of work, the more color you use, the more realistic it's going to look, the better it's going to look. Okay. The reason for that is even us, like um, just out in the world, on, on the camera, whatever, the whole light spectrum is bouncing off of us, right? Okay. So somebody might look at us and see tints of red, tints of purple, tints of yellow. So the same thing applies to your artwork. So with this hair from Goldust, it's not just yellow and black. I got some, I got a bit of red in there. Okay. Damn, I don't even see it. It's crazy because I don't even see the red. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and that's the thing. It's because also when you blend it, it's all gonna flow together. And certain things come into play while um, primary colors complementary. That's more technical. But um I got you. Yeah, the more you add in, of course you don't want to go crazy, right? Like I wouldn't throw in pink here. It doesn't go with the picture, but <laughs> but um when you add in certain colors and shades, it adds more depth to it. It makes it look more three-dimensional. I like that. How, um, so I guess, did you did you go to art school or did you learn naturally over the course of just trial and error? So a bit of both. Um, I, I, went to, I went to some art courses but I didn't officially go to an art school. When I was in school, you know, high school, elementary school, um, I always was involved in art courses, right? And then even outside of that, I would do art courses in the summer. Okay. Um, but for the most part, and technically, I'm just self-taught. I got you. Um, have you ever got one of these pieces to to an actual wrestler? Because they actually, because Undertaker, I'm sure if the Undertaker seen that, he would take it. You know oh I mean? yeah <laughs> no i i have it man i, I but i really want to uh, I, I really want to the difference between canada and the states is that and i envy you guys so much for this <laughs> you guys have access to these people whereas canada we don't really have access to these people unless they come up and do a comic con or they do a wrestling signing convention type of thing but yeah if you know, if Undertaker's ever up here, you can bet your ass. Do you? I'm going. Do you? Um, how far are y'all from New York? Um, I'm about an hour flight from New York. Oh, hour flight. So the drive is probably yeah. what, like five, four, five, four, five hours, something like that. Yeah, maybe about six hours. Yeah, yeah. The reason I was asking is because I know that that's probably the closest, biggest city to Canada that you could probably find those wrestlers at and whatnot. But right. Yeah, that, so that's the reason why I started the uh, Rolling Pin podcast, or at least a part of the reason. I was looking to, or I'm looking to make sure I showcase the artist one and doing my best to connect the artist to the end, whoever they wanted to be towards. You know, if you see me tagging the wrestler or whatnot. So hopefully these type of videos and whatnot get that type of exposure. And, and like even Ric Flair, like if, if he sees, you know what I'm saying, he got it. How can Ric Flair not fuck with you if you're not, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to this extent, you know what I mean? Exactly. We know he would appreciate it. I mean, I mean, the Migos didn't put on a wig and glasses and got, got the pyramid ring in the They didn't do that. They didn't do that. They didn't do that. They didn't do that. They did not do that. <laughs> yeah, man. So I appreciate it. So Art of Death, what, is, yes. what does Art of Death stand for? And, you know, explain that whole story on how that came about. So... <laughs> It's actually very basic. Art of Death is, is, is just my name, Death Daniel E. Forster. Um, 
my brother, who's also an artist, who basically taught me a lot. That I went to him, I was like, you know what, I'm really gonna turn this art thing into a career, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow with this. And I didn't know the name. I was like, I don't know what name to to, to give myself. He was like, why don't you just do Art of Death? I was like, man, that's corny. That's, that's, that's trash. Yeah. I was like, you know what, whatever. I need to get this thing started, threw it up. It worked. The people liked it. The um, 11-11 part, that comes into play uh, again. I go through these cycles in life. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to get too, um, too, too spiritual and out there right now. But, uh, so um, with the 11-11, that came at a point again. Depression hit. I had a bunch of things going on. Um, my, my first child, my daughter, was on the way. Um, father was sick, ended up passing. Um, relationship problems, family problems. So all this was hitting that once. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, and I kept seeing this number. I kept seeing 1111 everywhere. And I've taken pictures of it. I'd be um, in traffic behind a bus, numbers on the bus, 1111. Passed by a gas station, 1111. Somebody's license plate, 1111. I'm watching a YouTube video, 1111. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? I like that. Looked into the meaning. Um, there was a few different things that it said, but I took it as a message trying to be communicated to me because that's one of the translations that said, you know, angels are trying to communicate with you, telling you everything is going to be okay. I took it on as my moniker because with my artwork, a lot of the pieces, I'm communicating a message to the people. Mm. So that's why I took on the 11-11, you know, and hopefully through some of my pieces, um, I could bring some light to some people. Or even if it's just stuff like wrestling artwork, man, hey, that yeah. makes people feel good. I like that, so, you know, and I'm glad I asked that question because when I was looking at 11-11, I mean, I knew that it had some type of significance, but not to that extent. So thank you for sharing that. And that's amazing. And going back to the whole name, Art of Death, I mean, even the Rolling Pin podcast is like, the shit just be a name. It's all about what you make the name, you know what I mean? It's just like Nike, like, like, what the fuck? like you know what I mean? Like, this shit just, right. just names, like, but it's all about how, how you do it. And I think you do See, but I, I dig your name too, because it's like a, it's like a double entendre, right? Because you also cook, right? You get that. Well, well. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I experiment in the kitchen from time to time, but cooking is not my main thing. I used to work in the kitchen when I was, uh, like, I had a minimum wage job in the kitchen where I used to wash dishes. I worked with a couple of chefs from time to time, and I had a catering business with my son's mother until coronavirus took over and then that, you know, shut everything down. And right. know, I had to not sit on my ass. I was like, you know, I can't just sit here. So what can I do to make sure I keep my, my name? you know, as Gary Foods, but also get into something else that I love and Rolling Pin Podcast started, you know what I mean? So That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I've, that's awesome. And in the meantime, though, like, since coronavirus has been hitting, though, I've been in the kitchen, you know what I mean? Just to save money. So I've been whipping up some things. Nice, know? nice. Stay off that Uber Eats and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's been amazing. Yeah. I think coronavirus has definitely, um, you know, shifted everything into a... Uh, you know, another direction, and it's looking good. Right. You know, I, mean? you know, I would have probably never done this if we weren't trapped. If I didn't think we were going to be trapped in the crib, you know right? I mean? Because at first, at first, I was like, when it, when the coronavirus started, I was like, damn, we about to be stuck in this. We about to literally legit be not be able to go outside type quarantine for real. Lock well, down. according to the conspiracy theorists, I'm not gonna get deep. No, nah, don't but get too it's deep. Supposed to be like this for 2025. So. 
Wait, we're supposed to like, wait. We're supposed to be like this until twenty twenty five. Until twenty twenty five. Okay, that's just a prediction. Yeah. That's just a prediction. Oh, yeah, I mean, but it's a little different when big companies are putting out commercial ads and they're talking about that. Mm-hmm. That's when it gets scary because it's like, what are you trying to tell me, Amazon? Like, <laughs> I don't like that. But you know, but I, I, I say that you know, if it happens, you know. It happens, but prepare yourself, right? I you know, I, nobody yeah. was prepared before. So no, definitely, definitely. I think I, what I wanted to do is just make sure I just went on the offense. So if I gotta do this until 2025, you know what I mean? Then so yeah. you know what I mean. And it's and I would have never jumped into painting or anything like that if this shit didn't happen for real. I would have been right. out and you know, life would have been normal, but since I was indoors, you can't just be at these four walls because you know shit, you'd be going fucking crazy just like around like what right. the fuck you know what i mean so i just channel my so show. let me ask this because i got a question for you actually yeah, what's up what's up so with you being new to artwork how has that helped you with um your mental state with just your day-to-day and um in terms of connecting with the people and whatnot how has artwork helped you well going back to artwork first um how it started i started when i was younger but painting came when coronavirus happened. I've been drawing and stuff before that, you know what I mean? So I transitioned from drawing into painting kind of fairly well because I already knew how to draw. Right. But uh, as far as when 2020 started with the coronavirus, I mean, I just found a new a new, new passion and a new hobby. I didn't realize that I could do this. So mentally for me, it was a milestone for me to say, damn, I've unlocked another side of my mind or my brain to, to I didn't know I could paint, you know what I mean? I did not know that before this all happened. And the fact that I am doing it and to this extent and people are starting to like it and gravitate towards it, you know, it really means a lot. You know what I mean? It's a conception, concept, you know, just a concept in my mind that you could put on the canvas is always nice. And you can right. visually see it. So look, looking at something that you had originally birthed in your brain and then it comes to life, it's automatically a win. And I'm sure you looking at the Undertaker the same way and Gold that's the same way to say like, man, this is nice. I'm, I'm, it's always gonna be those minor tweaks and whatnot that you wanna fix, but at the end of the day, you're like, damn, like, I like this, you know what I mean? So for me personally, um, I'm excited, I'm happy. You know what I mean? I'm happy that I'm doing that. Um, as far as the audience that's though, that's I like, awesome. I like one thing that, the one thing, yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say, as far as the audience. No, goes, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, um, I like connecting with them, too. Um, this is the reason why we're here. If I couldn't paint, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. So um, a part of outside of the Rolling Pin podcast, you know, I don't really socialize with too many people in the real world because, you know, I don't, we don't have that many commonalities. Wrestling is a commonality that we can all, you know, get behind. So that's the reason why we're having this conversation, too. And this is how I practice my my social interaction and make sure I'm just not like an anti-social, you know what I mean, fucking guy. So the art helps, the art helps me communicate to uh, other artists, you know what I mean, in a way that everything just kind of makes sense. That's awesome, man. And one thing I got to say, too, one thing that, that I really like about you is you put in the work, man. Like, I, I, I see you work really hard. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter, you know, how many people are there, you know, how much traction a post picks up or whatever. You put in the work, man. 
Yeah. Whether it's one person or 10,000 people, <laughs> you're still putting in the same amount of effort. I, I respect that. I respect the hell Thank out you. of people like it, that because it, it shows that they really love what they're doing. That's what I was going to say. I, I, it validates my own self. You know what I mean? I'm not looking for the external validation more so as I am the personal self-satisfying validation that I'm actually doing something that stems from my childhood. You know right. what I mean? It helps me. It makes me feel like a kid, you know? Right. Yeah. So, and I have a son too. Okay. Yeah. He's I have a baby in the back. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I got mine downstairs with the lady. So, yeah, so I was okay. like, listen, I'm on podcast. This has to be right. I got to do this right for my man. You got Thank kids you. outside. So the thing is, and I hope when he gets older, he sees it and he's like, you know, his father's cool. And he also sees that he can still remain himself and do what he likes to do and and actually right. you know, go somewhere with it. You know what I mean? That's kind of my goal, you know? So um, thank you, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Nobody's ever asked me. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, they say, they say give people their flowers while they're here, man. And trust me, I, I know how rough it is sometimes. And to have somebody actually see something in you and point it out, it's very encouraging, right? Oh. So mm -hmm. yeah, man. This whole episode. Big ups to you, man. You're working this whole episode, we we gonna we gonna commemorate. We gonna get us to uh, we gonna get us to Rick Flair too. You know, we gotta get him his flowers. We gotta get Rick yeah, Flair. Right. <laughs> Ultimately, that's what we doing. You know what I mean? So yeah. Hey, any any of these people in the back get get it to them, especially Goldust. And the reason why I say Goldust is, I don't even think um, Dustin Rhodes is real there. I don't even think he realized how big of an impact and how big of a task that he did. Like, okay, Goldust wasn't world champion. He wasn't WWE champion. But the fact that he did something so out the box that it opened up the way for a lot of other people to express themselves within the wrestling world or even just in life in general. So he's like a wrestling you prince. Know, there you go. There you go. There you go. I, I remember uh, that that video that you posted. Me, you said he had freaky vibes. So he got the freaky vibes. You put that tongue out. You see that tongue. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if you remember the the stuff with him and Booker, yeah, that was hilarious. He, uh, hilarious. So he um he actually. Hold on, wait. Give me time out. Tell me. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Let me, let me get him. He always wants to make an appearance. <laughs> I think every time he hears me speak, he wants to, you know what I mean? He wants to see what's going on. He wants to be involved. He wants to be involved. So here you are, buddy. Again. Hey, big fella. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, one thing about Gold Dust, though, is like, uh, one thing about Gold Dust, he, um, he did it at the right time. Like the Attitude Era was the right time where titties were flying, middle fingers were flying. <laughs> Anything pretty much went. So I think right. the way he came, I mean, today, honestly, today, that character would be just as good. You know what I mean? Like in today's yeah. time. But I think he came in at the right time and he did that. So Dustin Rose, if you see this, you know what I mean? We want to make sure we shout out Gold Dust because everybody shits on Gold Dust. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody be shit. Yeah, and, and a lot of people don't realize like he's like he's a pioneer in a lot of ways, man. Like like you said, 
to do that back then, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was that was a huge risk. And just that's bravery, man. That's bravery. Cause they would say, you know what? Cause nah, I, Sorry, didn't, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, but like that was the time where people were really like taking wrestling very, very seriously. You know, I mean you had Stone right. Cold, you had Stone right. Cold Steve Austin, who was like fucking hard ass, and then you had right. like, gold dust. Like people like Stone right. Cold, so imagine that Stone Cold energy just thrown on the gold old gold dust, like from fans. Yeah. That's that's right. like, serious. And, and then even aside from that, like you had DX too. Mm-hmm. So the, the whole WWF at the time, it, it was a rebellious movement. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? real. It was real. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, Gold does survive. I don't know how he did it. And even not even just that era. Looking at Gold Dust and his family legacy, he could have messed That's that right. up. He could have messed right. the legacy. That was a risky. That character was risky. You know what I mean? He could have. You had right. shows. You know what I mean? You could have just threw it all away. But he he he's doing good right now, man. He's doing good. Right. I think just well, the thing that so I was gonna say the the, yeah, the thing that also helped him out too was the man can wrestle, yo. He can go. Yeah, that's true. You know, he's he's not a dud. He's not just you know here here's a character mm-hmm. and there's nothing behind it. It's like you know here's a character and also beat your ass. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> go on, go. Going back to Ric Flair, I want to talk about Ric Flair again too because speaking of characters, Ric Flair, unlike Goldust and Dustin Rhodes, Ric Flair can actually separate himself from Ric Flair. That right. Of Ric Flair. Ric Flair, um, he was losing himself to that life, that real life, that that's life right. he was living. You know what I mean? And right. that shit could get dangerous. And that's one of the things that he spoke about when he was old, when he like at his age right now. He's like, you know, like damn, I, I, I should have toned it down just a little bit in my real life. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I was really attracted to those women and I was really attracted to, you know what I mean? Doing what I was fucking doing. He was him on camera and off camera, so. Right. Yeah. Well, look at it, he, um, didn't he just get remarried like uh, a few years ago? I'm gonna say like four or five years ago. I, I don't even know. Let me, I got how like my damn Rick Flair. I got my Rick Flair in the background too, shit. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we, go. <laughs> we gotta make sure, we gotta make sure it all connect. You know what I mean? It's gotta all connect for Rick Flair. That's right. <laughs> Shout out to Ric Flair. He's, he's legendary, man. He brought um, he, he brought the, the the prestige and the the. You know what? I'll put it like this: What Diddy is to rap, Diddy and Bad Boy in that era. That's what Ric Flair brought. I like that. Yeah, you fucking right. Yeah, damn. Yeah, he he brought the gold bottles of champagne. That's what he did. So, what's next for um Art of Death? What are we doing next? What's what's I mean. As far as projects or anything like that, how can I promote you, or what can I do? What can a Rolling Pin podcast do to make sure your your art, or whatever you got going on, moves to the next next level? So the best thing for you guys watching, um, you know, just share my work, man. Share my work. Um, get on the YouTube. The YouTube is where I have a lot of art tips for people looking to get into art, but I also have some videos where. I'm just talking about life in general, how it relates to art and trying to inspire people. So on YouTube, the YouTube is Art of Death. Um, You'll find me there. Um, In terms of what I got coming next, I'm currently working on a book. So a lot of the things that I discussed here, I'm going to be going more in depth and you're going to see how this whole thing comes full circle. I'm also going to be having some more projects where I touch on the more serious issues. But also, like I said, I got Bret Hart coming. 
Um, there's a few more wrestlers that, that I got kicking around in my head that I wouldn't mind painting. Jeff Hardy being one of them, man. Um, yeah, even um, he's got a lot of Fiend. colors. He got a lot of colors associated with him. He does, so that would be that would be a very interesting project to do. Even the Fiend, I, I I love that character. So even um Alexa Bliss, oh my gosh. Right now, oh. what you what you think about them right now? The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. I I, I dig it. I dig it. The problem that I have with a lot of characters right now, and and I watch on and off, but um, I feel like they get to the edge, but they never they never jump over and go full up, full out. What do you mean by that? So, let's take Roman Reigns for example, right? Roman Reigns, he's I like what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a heel. You know, he's he's causing problems, but. I haven't really seen him do anything that makes me say like, "Yo, this guy's not to be effed with." I got you. I haven't Wait, you haven't seen, seen Roman Reigns do that yet? You don't think so? Not yet, man. Oh, I, damn. Not yet. You remember? What? You got to remember. I'm coming from the attitude era, okay, so yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, I'm not one of those people either that that compares everything to the past and oh, it was so good back then and everything's trash now. That's complete nonsense. There's good product out right now. They just got to do it in a different way. I got you. But um. Like I, I like Roman, but I, I want to see him do something so dramatic that you're like, damn, like I don't even want to make eye contact if I come across him. <laughs> He's got like blackout one time. Right, right. That's maybe, what I want. Maybe even snap on Paul Heyman. Hey man, yeah. it, it would work. Yeah. I, I gotta say though, Jay Uso. He's the most entertaining bastard in wrestling right now. For real? Jay Uso? I love him. <laughs> he gets his ass whooped all the time. But when that guy touches the mic, yeah. he has your attention. Yeah. I like Jay Uso too. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so that was Art of Death, everybody. Um, he was in the Roll Pin Podcast. Actually, there was Art of Death, Nature Boy, Art of Death. Ricky Flair. <laughs> yeah. Y'all make sure y'all... Uh, Stay tuned, and uh, I'll just keep bringing artists on. That's my job, you know what I mean? I just want to make sure I'm, I'm uh, promoting the artist in the right way, making sure everybody has a spotlight on the Rolling Pen podcast from the top to the bottom, bottom to the top, man. Everybody's the same. That's right. You feel me? That's right. That was it. All right, man. I'm going to get up. All right. Thanks a lot for having me on.